Zero. I mean, come on, Greeny. I mean, we're talking about Stillwater, Oklahoma. Mike Gundy hasn't said anything significant since I'm 40. I'm a man. I mean, what he said yesterday was nonsensical. Oklahoma's moving on. They're going to be playing Alabama. They'll still be playing Texas. They'll be playing A&M in Georgia. This is a nice little game in a small state, but the rest of the country is giving it a big yawn this morning. Toby and TJ back with you Thursday, September 22. It's the ref, the home of Sooner fans. We are two days away from OU Kansas State, three days away from the Perry's ESPN Plus window opening. It's going to be a fun one Saturday night under the LEDs at Owen Field. Sooners and Cats getting together again. That's Paul Feinbaum. I always love that guy. He's fantastic. Taking a shot. At the Cowboys yesterday on ESPN, TJ. That was kind of fun. Um, Still feeling okay about <laughs> Saturday little, night? Little Stillwater people. <laughs> Fine, Bob. <laughs> what a dork that guy is. You still feeling okay about Saturday, TJ? Um, I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, that's an answer for tomorrow. When are, we too close? To are we too close to the gut for you to be, be revealing any anything? insight? Don't want to be revealing anything, although uh did just top up on my time, my time hop today, which worried me a little bit. Um, 10-year anniversary of Bronx uh, being taken onto the Kansas State cheerleader bus and having photos taken with the uh, Kansas State what? cheerleaders. So. I don't remember this. Yeah, he was yeah. absconded by the K State cheerleaders. <laughs> That's right. Here, let me see if I can share this with you. I'll what kind of a you. life has this kid lived? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, he thought he was uh, thought he was big time that day as uh, he walked past the uh, cheerleaders. I think he gave one of them a hug, and then she took him onto the bus with the other cheerleaders and had photos <laughs> taken. So. <laughs> Does he have a soft spot in his heart for the cats? I don't know. I don't know. I forgot about this picture, so it hopped up, uh, popped up on my time hop today. So, I'm a little worried about my spotter Saturday night. You know, Andrew Shepard grew up a big Kansas State fan, so um, I'm thinking about trading him to Wyatt for the night. I'm not sure he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to wear some purple boxer shorts into the booth or not. He's, <laughs> he plays it. He plays it like he's not anymore, but I see right. an awful lot of K-State love. There's an know? awful lot there. He, um, Yeah, it's it's hard for him to hide. So He grew up a Cats fan. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't blame him. But you know. you got to itch where it scratches, right, that, That's what Coach Venable says, itch yeah. where it scratches. <laughs> hey, I haven't asked you about this in a while, and uh, we're not going to spend all hour on it, but I'm going to check in with you. 
We're down to the final four in Big Brother, Teach. Yes. Uh, no episode last night right? threw me uh, off a little bit. Yeah. You're caught up, right? Yeah. We're That's down right. To, we're, we, Sunday night, we declare a champion here. Uh, who do you think is going to win it? Are you rooting for anyone? At this we're point. We're down to Taylor, Monty, Turner, and Brittany. At this point, I don't think I like any of them, but I like Monty the best. <laughs> I can't stand the other three. Like, even Turner? Uh, Turner's even worn on me at this point. I don't know if there's a way Monty can win and unless he gets this next hat of household. But I don't see how anyone takes him. They all lose to him. Well, just, he's just got to win. Well, that, that's, that's the thing, like I said, unless he just wins his way there. So um, Taylor, to me, Taylor has, might take him. She's infatuated <sighs> with him. What's her deal? Like... <laughs> Why is she so weird and creepy? Like the whole the one-liners and the hoodie where she looks sideways at the camera and says, huh, and she'll deliver this one-liner with this weird, creepy smile. She kind of leans back. Yes, like she leans back with her head. And this has developed over talks. the course of the the show. She was not like this in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is producer-driven. If this is her thinking she's a bigger star than she is. Um, I think Monty wins. I think Monty's the most deserving to win. I just don't know. I think he's going to have played a really good game and gotten to this point, and Brittany out of nowhere is going to win a competition and get rid of him, you know. So that's what I'm worried about for him. John, yesterday at Brown O'Haver, said, we were talking about this during a commercial break. He said something that was, uh, I think, on the dot. Uh, He said it was fun when they got Michael out. But it's kind of like Kentucky getting beaten in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then you're like, oh, well, crap. Now we're enough to a bunch of rum The dumb. one guy that knew what he was doing and controlled the game is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so remember, we had a big contest to give these listeners away. Oh, I that's have right. saved the first spotter boards of the Brent Venables era from that UTEP game. I've got them sitting here right next to me. The whole crew assigned them and everything. And it goes to whoever has the winner of Big Brother this year. And the four listeners that are attached to these four people are uh, Chris from Moore has Taylor. Chris from Jinx has Monty. Dallas Bill has Turner. And Crimson Kid has Brittany. So those are the four still alive for the spotter board. I got to tell you, I'm kind of... I don't. I don't really. Taylor is irritating. Monty is fine if he wins it. He probably deserves it of the group. Turner has, you know, fine if he if he can figure out a way to win it. He's at least deserving enough. There's a little bit of me that's rooting for Brittany, just to be a troublemaker, because everybody hates Brittany. I can't stand her, and I can't stand her in the diary room. Her, <laughs> of course, so I'm lying. <laughs> Her eyes, the diary room, the fact that she hasn't won anything. Everybody hates Brittany. Katie, every time she comes on the screen, why are her her eyes so big? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying everybody, my wife, your wife, all of the viewers, everybody's like, what? Hates Brittany. So part of me is hoping that she wins just to drive everybody crazy. I do think there is. Something to be said. We we kind of 
we slough aside the people like a an Alyssa or a Brittany every year who don't win anything, right? And they just float. We call them floaters. They float their way to the end. There is a little bit of a skill to that. There is, yeah. Like, if you aren't athletic enough to win competitions, you know, at least some along the way, not all of the competitions are athletic. I get that. But a lot of them are. You got to have like a certain strategy to try to make it through this thing, whether it's latching on to somebody that is like Brittany did this year and, and Alyssa did this year or just being really social or whatever the case. If you're still in the final four and you haven't really won anything, I kind of admire that. This text would like you to rem- uh, remind you that she did win the POV after Michael had just thrown her under the bus and yelled, this yeah. is for you, Michael. Yeah, that's the only thing she's won is she won one veto <laughs> in there, and it was an important one. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not necessarily rooting for her, but it is kind of funny how universally hated she is, and she does seem like a. She's like a nice person. It seems like. She just has big eyes and hasn't won anything. I'm sure in real life she's a very nice person. Probably uh, her husband's probably a nice guy. I think she could win this thing instantaneously if she would just hypnotize everybody in the house. Like <laughs> she definitely hypnotized Alyssa that one show. So just sit them all down, hypnotize them, and tell her tell them all that she should win, and she'll win this thing. There are a lot of people on Twitter that believe that she has grown up, uh, that she used to be the kindergarten teacher in the movie Billy Madison with Adam Sandler. So I think that might be true, too. We're almost done with it. It'll be over on uh, Sunday. 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 Yeah. Tonight is uh, something. Tonight, I guess we we vote probably Brittany out and uh, or Turner. And then, uh, and then I guess we got we got we haven't had the episode where we all sit down and reflect on the season yet. You know, the three finalists. So I guess oh, that's, that's probably maybe coming that's in tonight. a very special two-hour episode Sunday when they're trying to fill forty Dr. minutes. Doctor Will's got to go to the uh, <laughs> right. eviction house and sit down with all of them. Hey guys, I'm Doctor Will. I've had more plastic surgery. Do you recognize me? I can't move my mouth. Yeah, so we still got all that to uh, come up. Hey, the President's Cup starts today. Excited about TJ, you excited about the President's oh, Cup? Oh, I can't wait for the President's Cup. This is us against the world minus Europe. At uh, starts today over at Quail Hollow in North Carolina. Davis Love is the captain for the US team. So they'll uh, I think it's four ball today. They just just one round of matches today. I think it's four ball, but that'll be going on this weekend. Um, and we are not too awfully far away from the World Cup getting underway in November. We're getting closer and closer now to that, uh, the World Cup of soccer over there in, in Qatar, 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 uh, whatever that is. So there's a couple of other things outside of football that are cooking right now. Two games tonight. Well, more than two games, but two games of note tonight in the NFL Steelers and Browns tonight in Cleveland. 7:15, and college football tonight. West Virginia again playing on a Thursday night. They will be over in Blacksburg to take on Vatek. Now, TJ Vatek would be a fun non-con opponent. I think my my son brought this up yesterday. Oh, I wouldn't uh, mind that at all. I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah, a little home and home with Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. 
get to see uh, uh, what is it they play when they walk out? Uh, uh, Inner Sandman or the Inner Sandman. Sandman? Yeah, we have seen that stadium a couple of times uh, for when we were there for baseball. We've been to Virginia Tech for baseball this past year and back in 2013, was it? So, um, seen the stadium, but obviously never seen a football game there. Uh, that would be a good opponent that you should probably beat, but still big enough name that it would be kind of cool to play them. So, hmm. I mean, that'll be get the there mix. on Friday. Go go walk around campus, see the Pete Hughes statue, and uh, check out the other sides. It'd be fun. They do love Pete Hughes there, um, a lot, <laughs> right? A lot. Uh, it is a beautiful campus, beautiful part of the country over there, just like the rolling hills of uh, Virginia. Really pretty over there. Uh, so, anyway, West Virginia gets the Hokies tonight, 630. That game will be on uh, ESPN, I believe. Uh, Saturday, TU goes to Ole Miss. 3 o'clock start for them. See if they can knock off Lane Kiffin. Cowboys are off this weekend. And, of course, Sooners and Cats coming up 7 o'clock. Statue dedication for the Selman Brothers, 3.30 on Saturday afternoon. Corner of Brooks and Jenkins. Barry Switzer will be one of the speakers at the uh, statue dedication, TJ. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's not going to be a long ceremony, but we Coach is going to get the mic for a bit, so. Uh, that's worth showing up. <laughs> they told him there's a time limit because it could end up being a long ceremony. Coach uh, has some stories about the nobody, brothers. Nobody's going to take the microphone away from Barry Switzer. Exactly. He can go for as long exactly. as he wants. We will delay the game if we need to if Barry is still talking about the Selmans. So uh, that'll be great. And then you've got the Walk of Champions, I believe, at 445. And uh, so you can make your way down Jenkins there to the south side of the stadium to see that. I was also told, TJ, that Dewey and Lucius are going to lead the team on the Walk of Champions this Oh, week. that's awesome. Isn't that cool? Very cool. So they'll be waiting for the buses when they arrive, and then the team will walk in behind the Selman brothers into the locker room on Saturday. I guess it's okay that that's public information. Maybe they, everybody was wanting that to be a surprise. Uh, that was supposed to be a surprise. You just you they, you ruined the good surprise. More reason to show up for the Walk of Champions, which is becoming a bigger and bigger event. Uh, so it's gonna be a fun day. It's gonna be a hot afternoon. So TJ says start hydrating now. Today, today you should start hydrating now. And uh, and then uh, by the time the game rolls around, I think we're going to be good. The sun's going to be going down, shade over the stadium. It's going to be pleasant in the evening. But in the afternoon when you're tailgating and going to the statue thing, and it's going to be hot. So uh, uh, Don't listen to me, people. I just realized I've been sitting here for the last two hours and 18 minutes with my zipper down. What am I doing? <sighs> Sorry, carry on to me. <laughs> Zipped up now. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Just look down and my pants are undone. What do you want me to say? That's troubling. <laughs> I've been the only one in the building. It's all right. Have you gone to the restroom? Uh, not today. Not since I've been here. No. No. Okay. 
this, when I got dressed this morning, I guess I just forgot. Can I tell you about my most embarrassing <laughs> zipper down <laughs> story? Would, yes. When I was in high school, you know, my dad was the pastor of the church in Newcastle, Indiana. <laughs> okay, yes. And I was uh, periodically, when they were short an usher, I would get thrown in on uh, off- offering duty. I would be one of the uf- ushers. Somebody would say, uh, hey, we're short an usher. Would you help us out today? And so I would go be one of the guys that – I know you've never been to church, TJ, but they take an That's offering yeah, yeah, never in been. church. Never been. And uh, so you go, you know, you and you pass the plate down the road and right? that kind of stuff. And um, people put in their tithes and offerings. And so I was my Sunday, I, uh, I go down I take, in front of the whole church. I take the offering. We get to the back. We all go give the offering plates to the head usher. And uh, the head usher goes, hey, you might want to zip up. <laughs> I had taken the I had, uh, taken the offering with That rolling up. boy's never going to make it. Look at yeah. him. Pants all still open. Still scarred to this day. That was a good 30 years ago, and I still, still vividly scarred him. Yeah. 8.20 in the morning. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. T-Row in the Morning Show, this hour brought to you by R.K. Black. 1952. That's when they uh, started doing business. So as long as Toby's been alive. Hey, wait a minute. No, that's tomorrow. Never mind. Uh, R.K. Black, 405. Huh? My birthday? Uh, yeah, I was thinking today, but I was thinking uh, my it's days not, are screwed my up. My birthday's this week. not tomorrow. Or no, you're Monday, right? I'm somebody's... not telling you. If you don't know, no, my I know. Are hurt. Yeah, you're you're Monday. There's somebody on the 23rd, and I'm trying to think of who that is. So I'm getting myself. My confused. birthday is definitely not uh, today. Right, right. No, it's uh. Speaking of birthdays, can I jump in here real fast? I know you guys. Yes, to do. yes. So I have been watching last night's edition of. Uh, OU DNA All Access, okay. which I quickly dialed up on ESPN Plus with no problem. Um, and between commercial breaks today, when, during commercial breaks, I've been watching. I'm not quite through it yet, but Danny Stutzman is the Eddie Haskell of the OU football team. He is hilarious. So... <laughs> So far, it has not been the most interesting. Uh, they're they're getting ready to pack up and go to Nebraska, so I hope it's getting ready to be more interesting. But it was Julie Venables' birthday last week, and there's a scene where uh, the linebackers, led by Danny Stutzman, bring Julie Venables a cake and a gift, and he is totally Eddie Haskell, man. He's like, I picked this out just for you, Ju- uh, Julie. I picked this out just for you. That's the most classic Danny's pick, uh, Danny uh, gift ever. <laughs> it's <just gone. laughs> He's Eddie Askel. He's hilarious. All right, go ahead. What else? You uh, <laughs> it's a lovely dress, Miss Minables. Yeah. Um, Air Comfort <laughs> Solutions text line. Uh, let's see here. Where are we at here? This we got some picks. Text several times today. Or a couple of times. Morning, guys. I'm a kind of a new listener to your show, and I think you guys do a great job. Wow, I was wondering if there's a story behind the two T-Row in the Morning Show songs. They've been stuck in my head for a week now. Pretty catchy. Jake the Snake. 
We get a lot of questions about these uh, mm-hmm. songs. He also wants to know if they're available on demand. Be nice to itch the scratch of being stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like you. Um, so, we've been doing this show for a long time, folks. 18 years or so, something like that. Yeah, TJ and I 19, have been together. Yeah. Thank you to all of you that have found us in the last year or so. But we've been doing the show a long time. And uh, we've had a lot of theme songs. My brother wrote uh, a theme song and performed it mm-hmm. way back in the day. We probably still got that in the system somewhere. But there is a band who has been listening to us from the very beginning. Their name is the Dirt Bowl Boys, right, TJ? Is that right? Dirt That's Bowl correct. Boys. Um, originally Champ DeVere, I think, when they recorded mm-hmm. those songs. Yeah, Dust Bowl Boys. Dust Bowl Boys, yes, right. Yeah, Dust Bowl Boys. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes. that's it. Dust Bowl Boys. And, uh, yeah, they were Champ DeVere. Then they, they changed their name to the Dust Bowl Boys. And I don't know if they still perform or not. They went to that. Remember they went to that uh, American Idol Nashville edition. They were on that Nashville American Idol show back in the yeah, day. Yeah, called Duos or something like that. They live uh, near here. And they still come to all of our uh, 68 team giveaways and everything. Anyway, uh, back in the day, they wrote. What was it, like three different theme songs for the show? Yeah, two or three, yeah. Uh, they, they would write OU Texas songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've commissioned them for several different things through the years, and they've always been gracious. We've never paid them a penny as far as I know. They just uh, up and they're fans of the show and uh, have written songs for us. So that's the intro to hour number three. That's one of the probably the most popular one that they wrote. But there are more. There are a couple of more. So there's been, I don't know, all together between Skip's songs and the Champ DeVere songs, there's probably been five, six different intros for the show throughout the year. So that's where it comes from. The Dust Bowl Boys. Uh, you would have to check with the Dust Bowl Boys on whether they're available on demand or not. I'm not sure if our theme songs are on uh, At one Apple time, Music I do or think Spotify. on their website, they did have uh, the open to the show on their website. <laughs> right. <at one> point. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Jason and Rivers in Norman select the Eagles for week three. You think that's a uh, father-son duo? I think we so. Think? Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah. Listen uh, on their way into school each day or something. Uh, hey, fellas, give me the Bengals over the Jets. Thanks and have a great day. That's from Jeff in Arkansas. Bengals? Yes. Got it. Can't take the same team twice. Remember that out there, folks. And historic is correct, this texter says. (laughs) It was quite a fist fight yesterday on uh, Twitter. It looked like both sides were bringing evidence to them being right. It seems like a thing where you probably either way is okay. I've always heard and historic, but um, it doesn't look like a historic is, is wrong either, so. Let's see here. Let me get to this one because it looks like there's a dispute here. Uh, We've had very few disputes for the number of contestants we've had. TJ, the other day I sent you a screenshot showing that I did actually make a pick for the King of the Mountain last week. I forgot that I sent another text trying to change my pick. I unsent slash deleted it after I sent it because I wasn't sure if we were allowed to change picks. Anyway, I changed it to Cleveland so I wouldn't have to throw away this week, but I did make a pick. Let's see, go back up. Said no pick in week two. Who is this? This is Stephen, uh, seven in Owasso. 
Do you have seven and Owasso on our list? Uh, not, uh, not still in it. Let me go back to week one. Week one, it looks like he had the Ravens. I do not have a seven in Owasso anywhere to be found. Maybe I wrote it under Steven in Owasso. Maybe I thought you meant Steven. Let me see if I can make back to week two eliminations. Steven. Uh, Steven. I do not have a seven or a Steven in Owasso. All right. Well, seven in Owasso looks like they're in. I've got the Ravens on September 8th during the show. That's the week. That's week one? Yep. Week two, Hang I've on, got man. both picks here within the show changing its picks. Don't do that, people. Don't do that. <laughs> make sure you know your pick before you send your pick in. Week okay, two, well, he had the Browns. Did the Browns win in week two? That's what we'll have to do. No, check. the Jets came back and beat them. Oh, that's right. So you would be out anyway, seven. Yeah, you're out, seven. Uh, unless you want to try to now is stick that, with your Bucks pick. But, no, you try to change it. So Is that what he changed it to was the Browns? Yeah, it was. The, he says uh, Bucks, and then he says, ignore that last text, uh, last pick, please, Cleveland Browns. Then you're out. Yeah. Remember the Browns blew the big lead and lost to the Jets. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's seven. Oh, I have seven. I have seven in Owasso here. Yeah, I do have. Uh, I have it here. Yeah. Uh, Joey Votto comparison here. Great one from Gunny. Tony Gwynn when the Padres. Oh, yeah. yeah. He got it oh, too. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that's right. Better baseball player than Joey Votto, but the point is, same franchise. Yep. Whole career, beloved in his hometown. Lost way too soon. Under understood uh you know yeah he got it you're right all right we'll take a break 833 the ref network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at brown o'haver fire wind theft tornado we can help call 405-735-5510 this is interesting teach um this is something uh, for something called super west sports they cover teams in the West. So Pac-12, uh, Mountain West, the WAC, so forth and so on. Total football TV viewers through the first three weeks of the season. Okay, so these are total number of people who have watched the games of the teams out West. Make sense? Who do you think? What? team in the west so this does not include the big 12 what team out west has had the most eyeballs through the first three weeks well i would think usc incorrect and this is understandable probably if you put a little bit of thought into it oregon is the answer but far and away oregon is the answer with 8.78 million viewers had some big games i guess that would have drawn in big eyes yes georgia most notably even though that was a blowout number two is not usc utah utah is five Hmm. good guess they played florida that was a big game um washington Washington is six, huh. 3.1 million viewers. Uh, number two know. is BYU. Oh, yeah, I should have thought about it. I totally blanked on them. I'm telling you, BYU is a good get for the Big 12. That's a good get They bring for them. eyeballs. There's no doubt about it. They've got a mm-hmm. huge following. So, 4.95 million. That is uh, 
around 400,000 more viewers than USC has had so far. Despite all of the hubbub and publicity, primetime game against Stanford in week two, BYU has had more viewers than USC. So the all these people the acting like they're watching the USC games. Liars! Uh, what team out west has had the fewest viewers? Arizona State ranks dead last among these uh, teams oh. in the West. Why they fired? Have her? you seen the video, by the way, of, her, of what they are they're saying? I don't know if it's true or not. Herm Edwards fired on the field after the game last week. Oh no! Have they're saying that, that, that like he got approached on the field. I haven't seen that. So there's video. I actually watched it. There's video of Herm coming off the field after the game. Walking alone toward the tunnel, and then you can tell he sees somebody and kind of veers off, and it is the athletic director and the president, so is reported anyway. And he goes over and shakes their hand, and it looks like they're having a, you know, I don't know, they're having a conversation. I don't know what it looks like. They're having a conversation. And then Herm breaks away and starts to walk off, and he's got this look on his face like, I've just been fired. <laughs> I don't, but I don't, I, surely they did not tell him on the field after the game. No, yeah, that's there's no way. It. They're that big a scumbag. They may have told him, hey, we need to talk, and he just knew. But nah, well, the, surely that did not take place on the field. Uh, I mean, um, I mean, there are reports that that is exactly what happened. Texters would like us to know Arizona State was also last in uh, viewership because they played the Oklahoma State Cowboys, and no one cares. Oh, pow, 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 pow. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, surely like a, hey, we need to talk. Oh, no, I know what this talk's about. Uh, let me see if I can click on this to see if this is a shocking detail. Here's the headline. Shocking details emerge on Herm Edwards being fired on the field following the game. The entire sports world has seen it. The video, I don't know if the entire sports world has seen it. The video of ex-Arizona State football head coach Herm Edwards talking with the university's athletic director and president on the field following a loss to Eastern Michigan. Shortly after the conversation, the university announced that Edwards had been fired amid an NCAA investigation that led to five coaches leaving the staff. The video of Edwards' final conversation with Arizona State's leadership before his firing was shocking. Shocking seems a bit much, but uh, details emerge. Uh, anyway, this doesn't seem to have evidence that that was the case, but it sure looks like it. It sure looks like he walks over and says, boy, that wasn't good. And then they say, yep, that's going to do it for you. And he goes, oh, all right, and just kind of turns and walks off like he's just been axed. But it also would probably be the same look you would have if you just lost to Eastern Michigan. Right. So, anyway, no more Herm. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it, that BYU is, of all the Pac-12 teams and everything, yeah, Pac-12 is – is having an okay start to the year. Now, Oregon got embarrassed, but Washington beat Michigan State. Uh, Utah should have beaten Florida. 
Uh, been a couple of other. Who was the other team last week that uh, knocked somebody off? Um, uh, Washington State beat Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. Um, there's somebody else I'm not thinking did, of. Did that, you mention the Michigan State game? I did, yeah, because yeah. that was your pick. Uh, anyway, yeah. they're they're representing decently early in the year so far. USC's looked pretty good. Um, I'm not here to tell you that the conference isn't the fifth best Power Five conference. It definitely is. But the Washington State win over Wisconsin on the road and the way Washington handled Michigan State were impressive. And Utah, like I said, should have beaten Florida in the swamp. They definitely, for most of that game, looked like the better team. So maybe, maybe, and oh, oh I tell you what it was. Uh, Oregon obliterated BYU on uh, last Saturday. Oh, that's right. They kind of bounced back and just after BYU had beaten Baylor. So now maybe it's a little better than we thought it was anyway. Perhaps a little bit. Um, all right, we need a break. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the show when we come back. 8.45 on a Thursday morning, just three days away now from the ESPN Plus window opening for the Perrys. Back up to this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800. Or visit rkblack.com.